your kitchen without regrets. Hi, this is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 472, Don't Make These Mistakes, Kitchen Edition. Kitchen mistakes, I know I have made so many, and I'm guessing you probably have too, Kelly. I'm not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then then I should just take over this episode. It sounds like you have nothing to contribute (laughs) I don't want to say I'm above it, but I have to say. These, so these are the things you were smart enough not to do. Is that what you're trying to tell us? I'm, I know I'm not perfect. And my family probably knows I'm not perfect. But I do think I spend a, a lot of time thinking about when I'm going to do something, particularly a renovation in the kitchen. And yeah, maybe a few little things. Maybe you're going to come up with some things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I did that. But I must say. Making the mistakes or not making the mistakes, you need the knowledge of of what those mistakes could possibly be or what the issues are that could lead you down the road of a mistake and something you might ultimately regret. And that's what we're going to serve up to you today. So whether your kitchen is staying as it is, you're renovating, you're buying or selling, you are going to benefit from today's tips. There's something for everyone, even somebody who thinks they're kitchen perfect like I do, (laughs) in this episode. So whatever state of kitchenness you are in, you're going to enjoy this episode and you're going to walk away with some great information. Some of these tips are things about your decor and some of them are about the design of the kitchen. So some of these are pretty easy to change and some of them, not so much. Well, that's the thing about the kitchen. Sure, a little piece of decor, something like that, easy to switch up. But so many decisions that have to be made and choices that have to be made in the kitchen are very hard and costly to fix. So that's what Mm -hmm. we want to get ahead of that for you and give you all this info so you don't have to spend the extra money and then you don't have to lose sleep over things that you decided in the kitchen that you wish you hadn't. Which brings up a conversation I just had with a friend of mine about a week ago. And she was saying that she needed a new refrigerator, but she wasn't going to be able to do it anytime soon. And I asked, why not? And she said, because I chose black stainless steel. And she said that she cannot find any store that has any available in black stainless steel. So here is our decorating mistake number one. Don't choose black stainless steel for your appliances. Don't choose anything too exotic because... Uh, it may just get discontinued at some point because nobody put it in and then you're going to have a hard time finding it. Yes. You know, do you remember, gosh, it might have, obviously it was probably some kitchen episode. And I think we talked about the state, oh, maybe it was a trend episode. It was, oh gosh, with four oh, stain- When they said, so someone declared stainless steel was out. I remember that. And we both no, rolled no, no, said, no, 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 no. One oh, okay. second. With 700, uh, four, 700, oh my gosh, when there's 700 episodes, I don't know what we'll do. With 472 episodes, it's hard to remember which is which, but do you <laughs> remember it was either Trend or a Kitchen one, and we talked about the black stainless because it was either coming on Trend and blah, 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 and we got a very nice email, and we were like, don't think you should do it for exactly 
the reason you're saying now. Mm -hmm. And we got a lovely email. And again, I I can't remember because we get so many lovely emails exactly who it was, but I remember the exchange. And this woman said, I have them. I love them. They look Mm -hmm. great. And they probably did. And for her, God, I hope she never has to replace any of them. Hopefully they still look great. But we gave that advice way back when, and now somebody is living it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're living to regret it. Ah! Right. Now, I would say the my only caveat with this is if we're talking about a range. If you want one of those fancy French ranges that come in the blues or different colors, I say go for it. Don't worry about it because you know what? You're not going to be matching it with your other appliances. But for everything, yes. but if, so I mean, that's a different animal. But for right. everything else, I'd say just go stainless steel and just be done with it. Right. And, and yes, because that kind of range is a standalone like piece of art and right. also either stainless or fully integrated. Then, it you know, for the pieces that you could do that oh, with, exactly. like the fridge or yes. the dishwasher, dishwasher mm-hmm. and things like that, because then, you know, it's just seamless. Disappears, right. Then you just have the wood paneling in front of it. So exactly. 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 Oh, my gosh. That was a good one to kick off with. I'm kicking off with the flow. Think long and hard about where you're going to place these fabulous appliances Mm -hmm. uh, because it's going to, you know, in your mind or on a piece of paper, whether it's with a kitchen designer or a contractor, or you're making it up as you go along, it might seem fine on a piece of paper when you're actually in the room and you're moving around and you're trying to get something out of the refrigerator and looking for a place to put it and, and you can't reach over to the stove. If you don't have the flow and you don't adhere somewhat to that triangle. So we're mm-hmm. talking about the triangle between the essentials, the range, the refrigerator, and probably the sink. You know, the maybe the, mm-hmm. the microwave might fi- figure in there somewhere for some people. So you might have like a weird little extra little thing on your triangle. But mostly we're talking about those three pieces and mm-hmm. those are the points of the triangle. And you want to be able to get to all of those quite easily. Now, we're going to, I am going to, and probably Anita is going to talk about islands and things like that as we get further into the episode. But with the flow, you really have to consider the placement and the size of the island. Because if you have to hurdle an island to get a carton of milk out, it, it's, your flow is bad. No matter how big and beautiful your mm-hmm. island might be, and you might be like, oh, I always wanted a giant island. Hmm. It might be an obstacle rather than an asset. That is a very good point. And it may be a, a half an inch on your sheet of paper, but that half an inch might be like, you right. know, feel like miles away when you're actually walking around. So yes, you do need to be talking about that flow. And then when you're also designing this kitchen, and I'm kind of in the middle of doing some design work for our farm, I'm planning a complete redo and complete you know rip out of everything. So we're moving everything around. You really need to make sure that you've got those pathways down and that you have you know three to four feet between your cabinetry and your island. So you're going to want to make sure all of this is going to work together. And yes, that work island also kind of works out because I am going to have some cabinetry at the far end of the room. And as much as I wanted to put something over there, I knew it was going to be too far from the sink, you know, to do the stove over there and uh, too far from the refrigerator. So I'm definitely keeping all those working elements on the one side. So I think that is something to keep in mind is that work triangle because that's what you're going to be doing over and over again every day. Uh, but for for not having enough counter space at the farm for so long, it's, I just had this tiny little space and it's very hard to work there. Let me tell you, I'm going to be so thrilled to have an island there at some point. And I will actually be, because I cook a lot. 
And by the time I get all my supplies out to cook, there's no place to, to chop anything. So anyway, so I think, you know, it's, we're, I'm not anti-island, but I'm just saying make sure it works <laughs> in with your, with your design. But okay, so here's something that I think we can all agree is something you should not have in your kitchen, and that is fluorescent lighting. Don't have fluorescent lighting. Yes, that's a definite. Did we have to say that? But yes, well, don't, I'm don't saying do that. it. I'm not going to go on about it because I think it's just self-explanatory. Right. Yes. Yes. But and lighting, you should have three sources of lighting. Covered this before for the DTT loyal listeners. We're going to have some overhead. We're going to have some task lighting and some accent lighting. So make that work. Make it happen in your space. Add a little lamp. Do some under counter lighting. That is just a beautiful way to add some task lighting and also some decorative lighting because you're going to have them all in dimmers and it's going to look beautiful. And then you don't have to worry about just having this fluorescent overhead lighting. Um, I have some other things on lighting, but I wanted to kind of go back to this island idea. You know, so just don't knee jerk into any decisions, you know, anywhere in your house, just because sort of sees everybody's doing that, right? Oh, everybody's doing a pedestal tub. I never take a bath and I have two other tubs. Do you need a pedestal tub? No, but I digress. Now I went to the bathroom. Let me come back into the kitchen. Do <laughs> you want to reel you back in? I got confused. Do I need an island? Must I have an island? You know, mm-hmm. will anyone ever buy my house if I ever want to sell it if I don't have an island? Yes, they will. You know, well, they will. but also keep in mind what my situation, I don't have enough room. I mean, so that's no. really one of the easiest way to add space, counter space is to add an island. But I agree. Some people are really don't like the islands. I am so it's not, not for everyone. Yes. And I am not anti-island. I am just saying, analyze your space. Mm-hmm. Think about the way you use it. If you've got a ton of counter space, then maybe you don't need an island. And if the island was going to break up this very crucial triangle the triangle that we were talking about and you already have enough counter space then maybe you just don't put the island in there just sort of because everybody seems to be doing it another thing with the island and your counter height now this can be debatable i'm just throwing it out there but if you're super tiny or you're super tall maybe think about having the counters or at least one area in the counter at a different height a height that would be suitable for you. Now, someone might say, oh, on resale, you know, I, then it limits me. I can only sell my house to people that are giants or midgets, and I don't want to do that. I want to have the standard counter height. But, you know, if you're going to live in your house for any period of time, if you're super tall or you're super short and you like to bake or use rolling pins like Anita loves to do, something like that, if you're reaching up or having to bend all the way over, that's not comfortable. So you could even do something where part of the counter drops down and you have like a baking station. I did that in my other house. I'm probably on the smaller side, but kind of like not that far from average height. But my girls were little girls. They were tiny and they loved to bake with me and do things like cook. Mm -hmm. So we did a whole area where it dropped down for them. So they didn't have to be on step stools and all that kind of stuff. So I guess guess what in that tip is don't just do what is standard. Really think, and that can be counter height. That can be whether you do an island or not. It can be a lot of different things. Think about who's using the space, and and how that space is going to best serve you. And we do so much work cooking, homework, mm-hmm. regular work, mm-hmm. uh, socializing, all these things in the kitchen that that room in particular has to really serve you and your family. Right. Okay. Uh, 
this used to be in style a just a few years ago, and that is distressed cabinets. And those are mm. really out now. So I'm so glad I never did that. But I knew some people that did it. It was beautiful at the time. And now it's out, which yeah. kind of goes back to what we say all the time is to stick with the classics, especially in something like this. It's so expensive to change out uh, because this is something, I mean, unless you're really good at painting, if you're hiring someone to repaint your cabinets, that's an expensive thing uh, to pay for. So i definitely be thinking about uh, your cabinets and how you're going to paint them. And while we're talking about the distressed cabinets, I'm going to throw in their stained cabinets. When I say stained, I mean a wood stain versus paint. Uh, if you have stained cabinets and you like them, great. I'm not complaining about that look. But I will say for a new build, if you're picking out cabinetry, if you're building new, I would go with painted cabinetry because that is the standard right now. And that is what people are looking for. So if you're concerned about resale, I think you're going to want those uh, cabinets painted. And if you have stained and you don't like them, uh, you know, don't worry, they can be painted. Yes, they can be painted. Okay, you're going to say just get off the island, Kelly. Oh my gosh, are we still on the island? Okay. Well, we're we're just sort of, it's about the island. Let me just finish it out. Oh my goodness. Because okay. we talked about lighting and we talked about the island. Now I'm combining these two thoughts. I say don't have lighting over your island where when you look up, you're seeing the exposed bulbs. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I just don't like that. But there's a lot of, I'm helping someone right now do lighting and hardware, cabinetry hardware for their kitchen. And I'm looking at gazillions of light fixtures that could work in her kitchen. And there are a lot of them where the uh, shade or what have you is is pointing down. And so then when you looked up, all you'd see is a bulb. And sure, you could do the Edison bulb and stuff, but maybe you're not getting enough light from that. So I would do something that's enclosed or a candelabra type bulbs that are kind of, you know, up. So think about that. You might not want to be sitting at the counter and look up or working at the island and look up and see the, the bottom of a bulb or the top of a bulb, I guess it would be. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you know, think about how you're going to be using the space. It's not just about how guests come in and interact with it, but what you're going to be looking at. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's like looking up at the vent hood from underneath. You don't want to be looking up and seeing any of that. No, Um, yeah, no. no. And there's so many beautiful lights where you can get an enclosed shade and you'd still be getting a ton of light. So, Mm -hmm. yes. So, too much open shelving. I'm going to throw that one out there. Mm. I'm not anti. I like open shelving, but here's Mm. the thing. When you have open shelving, uh, that means that anything you put out there has to be attractive. It doesn't have to be, but it's going to be better if it is attractive looking. And a lot of the stuff that we use to to in our kitchens is not really attractive. So it kind of limits what you can set out there. And so sometimes it just ends up being decorative and not what people end up, end up using. So then it's not really useful storage space. So just be mindful of that. And then sometimes people have a small kitchen and they think, well, I'm going to put this open shelving up and then I'll really have more space. And then they jam it full of stuff so that they have more storage. But then it ends up looking junky and cluttered. So I think if you have open shelving, I wouldn't put too much of it up. And then when you do, I would keep it uncluttered with just some a few simple things up there. I promise to sail away from the island and we're going to come back with so many more don'ts and tips on your kitchen. But we want to tell you about our sponsors right now. Have you ever heard a song sort of being carried on the wind? 
It's lovely, right? Coming out of a cafe or maybe a neighbor's window. But how about a song made by the wind? Well, Woodstock Chimes is the first wind chime tuned to specific notes. Woodstock Chimes not only look pretty, they look pretty and they sound amazing. Woodstock Chimes are finely tuned musical instruments actually played by the wind. Over 40 years in business, Woodstock Chimes have been sold in all 50 states and all around the world. And the founder and creator is a Grammy award-winning professional musician. These are unlike any wind chimes you've ever experienced. They're tuned to beautiful scales and melodies from many different cultures and composers such as Mozart and Beethoven and more. We purchased one to gift to my daughter's choir director that plays the tune Amazing Grace. It's a song that they sang as a choir and very dear to his heart. Woodstock Chimes also has a line of personalized chimes that are laser engraved with your own message prior to shipping. These are wonderful gifts. 15% off your order at Woodstock Chimes by using the code DTT at checkout. You're going to go to chimes.com and use the code DTT for 15% off your purchase. That's chimes, C-H-I-M-E-S.com, using the code DTT for 15% off this very, very special wind chime. Puzzles have gained unprecedented popularity this year. But puzzles are back, and they're back to stay. And we have such an amazing puzzle company to share with you today. It's Unidragon, U-N-I, then the word dragon, dot com. They have amazing puzzles. The puzzles are so colorful. The pieces are wooden. They are like little works of art or big works of art. They have come in multiple sizes. They also have these world map puzzles that are so cool. A mirrored one. It's amazing. And they have wooden world map puzzles, and they have animal puzzles, and they have nature puzzles. Absolutely beautiful puzzles like I had never seen before. You are definitely going to want to check out Unidragon. So head to unidragon.com and use our code DTT for 10% off your purchase. So head to unidragon.com and use the code DTT for 10% off your purchase. People all around the world are saying a big thank you to BetterHelp. BetterHelp has been there all through this year, providing professional, affordable, and convenient online counseling. BetterHelp is not self-help. If you're having any issues, anything that is interfering with your happiness, if you're dealing with job struggles, family situation, relationships, anxiety, stress. Hey, we've all been through a lot. If you need a little help these days, BetterHelp is there for you. And you can receive 10% off your first month by heading to BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash DTT. And you'll receive 10% off your first month for effective, convenient, and affordable online counseling. Take charge of your mental health today and get in touch with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash DTT for 10% off your first month. Okay, so on to something new for me. Don't get distracted by all the bells and whistles that you don't really necessarily want or need. Like the extra prep sink. You know, again, you see it. It looks great. You're like, oh, that's exciting. I want an extra prep sink. But what if you don't cook that way? Um, Or, you know, what if you're not entertaining and people aren't making, you know, martinis and cosmopolitans over there? 
do you really need it? It's very costly because you're talking about a lot of more plumbing lines mm-hmm. and faucets are not cheap and maybe you're having um, Instahot or something over there. So I would think that through. And similar thing with the pot filler. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. pot filler really does feel like something you really don't need. But I'm going to say my little extra veg sink mm-hmm. is a lifesaver for us. Uh, sometimes there's two people in this kitchen so the big sink is for washing dishes, and then I just use that for washing vegetables. And like you said, I have kind of a nice size island in there, and so my refrigerator is a long way from the sink. <laughs> so this is nice for me to use that, but also it kind of gets people spread out if I've got more than one person in the kitchen helping me. But it, but it, for a smaller kitchen, I think it really probably is a waste of space. But for a larger kitchen, I think it's a good idea. I mean, it just depends, but it could be. Well, it's it's perfect for the type of cook you are, the fact that your family likes to get involved with cooking. And as you say, yes, because you have the island and then that gets you closer with your triangle between your refrigerator, your prep sink, and then your your range. So for you, it's perfect. And it may be perfect for someone who's listening, but maybe not for everybody. So it's just something that you're like, you know, I have to really think that through. And the pot filler, like, you know, unless you're making pasta for Every day. a small <laughs> army or like Mama Leone or something, like, do mm-hmm. you really need that? Or, you know, maybe you just love the look of it and that's okay too. But, you know, they're, they are not inexpensive. No, I, and that's what I'm saying. I, I just don't think I would use a pot filler that often, but that sink is used. I use that all the time. So it's just something, and our point is not that you shouldn't use these, put these things in, but just think about how you use your kitchen and how much you would actually use it and kind of a cost use analysis. Is it going to be worth the expense to put this sort of thing in? I think that's excellent Because the tips aren't don't get a prep sink. The tip isn't don't get a pot filler. It's don't just knee jerk it and get Mm -hmm. it because you see it on Pinterest. You really think about how you use the kitchen. And for Anita and the way our family uses the kitchen, her prep sink is perfect. Hey, and don't forget your recycling. Keep that in your plan because even if your community right now isn't making you uh, separate things and whatnot, a lot of places are already. If you're not, you're probably going to be in the near future. So think about when you do the pullout, whether it's it, whether it's going to be one trash can, two trash cans, whether you're going to have something else for maybe composting. So recycling is should be or is part of everyone's life right now. So you have to plan your kitchen for it because you don't want to make a gorgeous kitchen and then have this freestanding trash can. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's so nice. We have that. Ours are in the cabinet, so there's a drawer there. It is so nice not to have to look at the trash can in the kitchen. So I highly recommend that. That is so worth it. Are we going to do a high five pet peeve on trash can in the kitchen? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we are. Virtual high five here. Okay. (laughs) Hey, that hurt. How did we do that? Okay, so uh, back to the countertop. And this is kind of something that I think makes life much more difficult, and that is to have a tiled countertop. You don't see them much anymore. Oh, God, it's so awful. It's so Well, I know, but it's just, it's so hard to clean. It's a maintenance nightmare. It's a maintenance nightmare. You get gunk in there, and uh, it just ends up looking bad, and it's hard to clean. Uh, I I just can't say enough bad about it. I mean, you do not want a tile countertop. And we're so sorry if you have one. And if yeah. you have one and you can't get rid of it, you bought a house with one, there's grout cleaner, there's grout sealer, there's help out there. 
Well, and then there's some options where I think you could have maybe a concrete countertop built on top of it. I've heard of that. Mm. Some options that are a little less expensive than you might think. Okay. Hey, here's a DTT one that we just could not leave out. Don't design around stuff you don't need or use. So you know what that means. Purge it before you redesign, redecorate, renovate, build your kitchen. Get rid of all the extra stuff you don't use. You're not going to make crepes. So get rid of the crepe. I just made some two weeks ago. Excuse me. You're not going to make crepes unless you're Anita Joyce. (laughs) Or someone just like her, her soulmate. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. How about this one? This one, to me, this is up there with the tie, almost as bad as Mm. the tiled countertop. And that is one of those short backsplashes that don't go all the way up to the upper cabinets. Oh, you might as well just wear floods around town. Well, I mean, look, you know, come on. I mean, if you're cooking, it gets messy sometimes. Yeah. And and do you really want stuff splashed all over the wall? But I know, I don't think most homeowners choose that. But sometimes you end up in a house and that's what's in there. So I'm not blaming anybody for that. But I'm just saying if you've got that and you can change that out, I think you'll be really happy to get that changed out. There's no blame going around. No. No. You're blameless. Oh, my gosh. So many great don'ts. Do you have any more, Anita? (laughs) I can go on and on. But I can just... uh, Do you want me just to have one more? I'll just... I don't know. I mean, we can we can have a part two over the kitchen. Go ahead, give me Uh, one more. Okay. Oh boy, which one do I choose? Mm, mm. Mm. I've got I've got one more too. So okay, Uh, okay. Let's say don't go with a fussy cabinet style. Go with something simple and sleek if you're selecting cabinetry, because it's hard to clean those that are fussy. And a lot of people again resale. People don't want the fussy designs. And I think. They end up looking dated much quicker. Yeah. Shake, rattle, and roll. Shaker it. I wish I had done pure shaker. I had to go with just a little extra profile. And I think I've shared with you guys, maybe every six months, I go in there with a Q-tip. Hello. (laughs) I'm a crazy person. But I I see dust in there. I would just have to move. (laughs) (laughs) That would be it. (laughs) So, But if I just had the shaker... It would just be on a 90 degree angle and I would Mm -hmm. never, I could just wipe my cabinets down to my heart's content and I wouldn't have to get so detailed. So yes. And you know, all the corbels and things that were people were doing for a while. Yeah. That's, that's kind of dated now. So again, classic, simple, beautiful, everlasting. Oh, that sounds very good. Very good. Okay. What's your crush today? Okay. All right, I know my last crush you were rolling your eyes at. I couldn't see no, but I knew no. you were doing it no, on the toothbrush. I, I, I'm excited about that toothbrush. I think I'm okay. going to try it. All right, I have something perhaps even more dull-sounding. <laughs> if that's possible, I found something. Duller even, than a new toothbrush? A dish drainer. Okay, you beat your record. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. That's what I was going for. But the people love it. They love your t- <laughs> Your ideas. I mean, we still can't believe how many of those glass food containers were. Oh, the Dulux. Yeah. People love those. Yeah. Yeah. 
So this is a KitchenAid one, and a listener was recommending this particular one, and I'm sorry I, d- I don't have the email, but if that was you, Ooh, I took look. that in mind uh, because I was looking at several, and this one is, is, is a KitchenAid, and it's stainless steel, so it kind of looks like it goes with the, your stainless steel appliances. Uh, the thing I like about it is that it is not kind of that boring old look, and it has kind of a solid stainless steel look on the front, so you're not seeing that wire on the front. It's a large size, so a lot of stuff is going to fit in it. And then it has lots of compartments for for uh, your utensils and, uh, you know, maybe some knives and big cooking spoons and things. So you have a lot of room for those utensils on the side. There's places to put glasses, and, you know, it's big for, for pots and pans. So yeah, I'm going to give it a thumbs up, and I will include the link. Oh my gosh, I wish I could find that email because that was a great tip. So yes, that was mm-hmm. a listener tip. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I we'll keep looking. Maybe we're going to find it. Uh, but if you know it was you, email us again and let us know so we can give you credit on air. We would love that. My crush today is a movie. And I have to say, I think there's a lot of bad movies out there uh, these days. Uh, you know, maybe it was hard to make movies this past year and whatnot. But Minari, or Minari, M-I-N-A-R-I, is wonderful. It has been nominated for six Oscars, but I, Oscar or not, this is a fabulous movie. It's a Korean family that moves to this farm or farmland in Arkansas in the 1980s. And they're really sort of just in search of their American dream. It's a beautifully filmed movie. At, it, there's comedy and drama and just his family um, relationships. The son, he's eight, David, you just want to squeeze his little face and kiss him. And then when the Korean grandma comes from Korea to live with them, uh, you know, there's just some hilarious moments. So it's this, the resilience of this family. And I think the message is, you know, what really makes a home? Because when the wife first gets there, she's like, you know, like, no way dude we are not living here but it is a wonderful movie minari i'll put the link to the trailer in the show notes so you can have a peek and i think it's gonna hook you in and you're gonna want to watch it i'm gonna have to check that one out yeah i think you'd really like it so ig feature today i'm featuring bunny williams home Uh, and you know bunny williams of course me and bunny (laughs) Yes, you know her, darling. A very talented American designer. And she has a line of wonderful furniture, which she does feature in the feed. Uh, So, I mean, you're going to see her furniture in the feed, but also it's just a beautiful feed. It's just beautiful homes. And I think you're going to enjoy it. I think there's a lot of ideas in there that you can probably use in your home. So I think that's a great one for today. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And I had been a follower, but when you said you were going to uh, talk about that one as a feature today, I went and scrolled through and look at her kitchen garden, everyone. It is stunning. It's, you know, I guess a few whisks, you know, a few scrolls down on your phone and you'll find it. Oh, it's just stunning. So there's Mm. a lot of garden. There's a lot of design. There's a lot of houses. You could take a look at the little square and sort of pull it apart in your mind. I think you'll really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And then she's known for this outdoor entertaining. Did you see the table on the veranda? Oh, yeah. It's oh, really it's good. Beautiful. Oh, their home is stunning. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I think you'll love it. 
And her books are great too. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. 